Welcome to this uh, edition of the Barefoot Lawyer podcast. Today we have uh, one of the students who just graduated from the Master in Human Rights program, Jane Jagus. By the way, if you're interested in that program, um, you can go to catholic.edu slash chr and you can find info about the uh, Master of Arts program. She's here with me. I'm Bill Saunders. I'm the director of the Center for Human Rights at Catholic University. <clears throat> and we have with us our distinguished fellow, Chin Guang Chang, who is uh, with us always on these podcasts. And we want to get his inside perspective. But I want to start out by reading something that was circulated about a month ago prior to a hearing on forced organ harvesting in China that was conducted in the uh, House of Representatives, the Human Rights, Tom Lantos Human Rights Committee. And it said, last month, the American Journal of Transplantation, which is the top peer-reviewed publication on the subject, published a large-scale analysis of 2,838 Chinese-language articles published in Chinese academic journals between 1980 and 2015 which support the inference that transplant surgeons in the People's Republic of China removed organs, including hearts and lungs, in violations of internationally accepted dead donor rule. That is, you don't take things like hearts and lungs until the donor is dead. So they took them from living persons, thereby causing their death. So one of the uh, one of the witnesses at this hearing was uh, Robert Destro, who was head of human rights at the U.S. State Department uh, for three years prior to the Biden administration. And so my student Jane Jagus had worked with him this semester on projects having to do with trafficking and organ harvesting. So Jane, why don't you you tell us kind of what was the approach of uh, uh, Ambassador Destro to talk about organ harvesting in the People's Republic of China? Sure, so first, and he sort of outlined what organ trafficking is, just as sort of an ambiguous term that encompasses a variety of criminal activities. Um, so it is just kind of an umbrella term. And then he sort of specified that within China, uh, we're focusing on forced organ harvesting, like you mentioned. Um, so procuring organs from living donors, um, or they can be dead donors, but in China, it's typically living donors. Um, and then he just sort of outlined the situation in China about how... Did he focus just on China, or did he focus on the whole world? Um, I think it was primarily China, but uh -huh. he drew in a, a bit from... Because your research was looking at the whole world, right? It was, yeah. Okay. Okay, well, on this podcast, we'll focus on China. So what did Destro have to say about China? Um, so what he said about China was basically he just said that in the 1980s, the Chinese Communist Party started procuring organs from prisoners on death row. So prisoners who were going to be executed. And then in the early 2000s, they began procuring organs from prisoners of conscience, which is a continued practice today. What do you mean by prisoner of conscience? Prisoners of conscience are um, basically individuals who the CCP chooses who either don't comply with CCP policies or don't exemplify the ideals of the Chinese Communist Party or who they deem are troublemakers, um, sort of anyone that they choose is against the regime. 
Is this, I mean, is it, is it focused on any particular groups, any religious or ethnic groups? Yeah, a large majority of prisoners of conscience are Falun Gong practitioners. Mm -hmm. um, other than that, they can be Buddhists, Christians, really anybody. People who've listened to previous versions of the podcast or who want to go back and find it, we had a two-part discussion with a Professor Sin Nier here, who is a professor here at Catholic University, who is a Falun Gong practitioner and told us about what was going on with the Falun Gong. So any listener that wants to go back, we went into some depth there. But right now the situation is the Chinese Communist Party is harvesting, and I think listeners should, you know, realize what a macabre term that is, because you're talking about taking organs out of living people. So I don't think anybody listening would use the word harvesting. It's just a bizarre terminology. So they are harvesting organs from living people, Falun Gong and prisoners of conscience. Uh, what's the magnitude of the is this just a few people, a few times? What, what do we know about it? No, it's a couple thousand every month at least. Uh, the numbers are sort of difficult to obtain, um, but I th there were studies that came out earlier in 2010s that were basically said that China was conducting more um, organ transplantations than any, any other country in the world. Um, and it was sort of just a staggering number compared to the UK, the US, Canada, where there are these more developed organ transplant technologies. And what, who are they harvested for? Who pays for them? Um, who buys so, them? Yes, yeah, so they can either be CCP members themselves um, who seem to have the first pick of the organs, um, for lack of a better term, or they can be people from the US, Canada, which seem to be pretty substantial buyers in that market, or people from the Middle East, Asia, Eastern Europe, yeah, so really anybody. Um, anybody who, anybody can really call a hospital in, in China and and inquire about Order one? Yeah, essentially. Wang Chen, yeah. what do you know about all this? Yeah, I, in fact, I listened, listened to about this. You listened to Destro? Yeah, not that, not just that too. The whole got, hearing? Yeah, I got this information from different way, uh -huh. include Falun Gong's media and uh -huh. include my experience. Uh-huh. In my experience, you know, the Khan Party, you know, to remove the organs, that is abnormal, right? Even the normal hospital, they can do that. Right. So that is very uh, difficult. So. I remember nine, uh, 1970s in my hometown, you know, just the same, uh, I remember a criminal. Criminal. Uh, yeah, a criminal in Mengyin city. Uh -huh. And, you know, later the police took him, came back home and let him met his uh, parents and his relations. He told his family, Ignore that. After that, let the Khan Party remove all organs what they need for another people's. What he was saying to, for his family to let the Communist Party remove organs from him? Yeah, from him. He he tried tell his family, don't stop the Khan Party to do that. Uh huh. Because 
I don't know because behind the story, maybe the Khan Party threatened uh, his know, family. The, that the family can see his body. He, he, he got a lot of torture. Uh -huh. Yeah, his hands and his foot, all, for example, like this, Khan Party put it, remove it already. So, all, so they tortured him so he agreed to do it. Is yeah, that what you're saying? Yeah, I think that he's correct. Uh -huh. So, in fact, the Khan Party used that way to get a lot of organs and sell it. You know, in traditional Chinese traditional culture, they don't want the body destroyed. Uh -huh. But why the Khan Party can get a lot of organs? I mean, you're saying that because of Chinese traditional culture, most people would not provide organs. Yeah, they don't want to uh, donor uh, his uh, organs for another. That is traditional. So, but if follow the traditional, should be only a few people uh -huh, uh -huh. would like to do that. But a lot of organs in mainland China still on the market. Right, so you assume that that means they're either, like with the man in your village, they torture him till he agrees or they threaten his family and they agree, or I've read accounts where they, they executed prisoners and had, had um, kind of medical vans there. So as soon as they shot them in the head, they just went in and took their organs out. Yeah, but, yeah. In fact, another thing is that sometimes the Khan Party didn't let the family to, uh, after uh, let the family to meet the, the criminal, then they will remove all the organs, don't let the families know. Uh -huh. Yeah, so, yeah, sometimes they, if they did that, they do that, they prepare the police already to stop every, anyone come to that police and ask, let the doctors come to there and do that very quick, then left. And so you think it's still going on and it's going on on a big scale? Yeah. About this still uh, secret uh, data, the company said that is a secret, uh, state secret uh -huh. information. You can't get how many, you can't to try to understand the detail. If you do that, the, the company will put you in jail. Yeah. So Falun Gong said the, if the Communist Party's member, the leader needs that, they will take from the young people or from the practitioner or like that. Yeah, that I think should be is true. You know, two years ago in Wuhan city, more than 27 uh, students in the Wuhan University kidnapped. No one know where they are. Mm. Yeah, you can say the Khan Party put a lot of cameras in the country, right? Mm -hmm. But more than 20 students uh, disappeared. If you ask the police to check the camera, mm -hmm. they, will, they will tell you, oh, I'm sorry, the camera doesn't work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> were they, what kind of, were they Falun Gong students? No, Falun Gong students, normal, regular students. Normal students. Yeah, normal students, yeah. So they disappeared, 20 of them, and it's suspected that they were taken to be used for organ harvest? Yeah, a lot of people think that happened but no one knows that, that detail. Just 
uh, more than 20 uh, university students uh, disappeared. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sometimes you check the uh, camera in the university, just see they come out, then you can't get any more information. So Jane, what else should we know about organ harvesting as it applies to China? As it applies to China, I mean, it's, um, I would just point to the 2020, uh, there was a China tribunal um, and they found that that forced organ harvesting in China was. What was the tribunal? Whose tribunal? Was it was it? just an, an independent tribunal. Uh -huh. okay. um, to investigate uh, prisoners of conscience being victims of forced organ harvesting in China. Uh -huh. um, and so they basically found that um, this practice was happening for a substantial number of years to a substantial number of victims um, and continues to happen today. I mean, is the scale, as far as we can tell, going up? Um, so more organ, organ harvesting than it was five years ago. I'd say it seems to be getting worse. I mean, China's not really complying with anything. The, there's sort of some proposed solutions um, from Canada and the US um, as to how, how they're dealing with China, um, but China's just obviously not complying. Uh, were any of these other witnesses, uh, I don't know if you, if you heard their testimony, Robertson or Gutman or Buga or Nice, uh, did any of them have something I guess Nice had been chair of the China Tribunal. Um, did they have anything that they said that you want to let our listeners know about? How about Destra? Did he have anything else? Um, no, his, his testimony was relatively short, so he just sort of outlined general. Why don't you sum up again what he said? Uh, sure. So he was, um, so he basically just first opened with the ambiguity of organ trafficking as like a term um, and then zoned in on forced organ harvesting, which is the practice in China. Um, again, outlined the, that in the 1980s, the Chinese Communist Party began using prisoners on death row as um, victims of forced organ harvesting. And then in the early 2000s, they moved uh, towards prisoners of conscience. Uh, there was sort of some outcry um, from different global organizations about using executed prisoners um, for forced organ harvesting. So then they seemed to sort of stop for a few years and then I just picked up with prisoners of conscience, um, which still continues today. And this hearing was convened by uh, the Lantos Foundation. Uh, Chris Smith, I assume, was there. Were there any other members of the committee there or the uh, commission there? Uh, Were you sure. there? No, you weren't I there? there, no. Chris Smith, of course, is a, the man probably perhaps most responsible for getting Guangchen out of China. And then the other person, at least, who noted this hearing was James McGovern from Massachusetts, who also supported Guangchen getting out of China. So I'm sure that the hearing itself is available online. You can go to the Tom Lantos Human Rights Commission website and watch the whole hearing. But it emphasizes again that uh, this is just as horrible as it is and as large scale as it is, it just emphasizes again that the Chinese Communist Party is a lawless party that doesn't abide by international standards 
for organ transplantation and instead takes them from living people. And that's another example of their human rights abuses. And another reason that the Chinese people need something better than the CCP. Wang Chen, you have anything else you want to say? Yes, I think I, I want to talk more about this. Yeah, because the Khan Party control everything in mainland China, nowhere is safety. And even, you know, I got some information. Uh, some people did uh, some uh, operation in the hospital, right? Mm -hmm. But later, when they tried to check something, for, yeah, use the CT or another way to check their body. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Somebody was in the hospital and they wanted to check on their own body or, the, or somebody they knew? Own body. Their own body. Yeah, for example, if the, for example, if the people did some operation in uh -huh. some uh, hospital, right? Okay. Maybe after two years or three years, uh -huh. they have to check their body again uh -huh. to see some new thing happen or not, right? Right. Then they found, oh, they lost the organs. Ah. Uh -huh. Yeah, before they never to do the big operation, just did the operation maybe one year ago, two years ago, like that. Mm -hmm. So that, Witness the, uh, the, the hospital remove the people's uh, organs, organs without asking them. Yeah, for, for another person or for another something, we don't know the behind story, but you can see how dangerous in mainland China. You can't believe the doctor, the hospital, uh, all that. If some organization or if some give them a lot of money, they will do the evil thing. The problem is no way to ask the uh, political system to punish them. Maybe just because the Communist Party officials need that to ask the hospital to do that. So. You can't trust the doctors. Yeah, so that, that is why if you live under the authoritarian regime, no safety. No safety. Yeah, so very careful to do anything in, in mainland China. Okay, well, that concludes this issue of the uh, Barefoot Lawyer Reports. Thanks to Jane Jagus for joining me and Guang Chen. If you want to share the podcast, go to our website uh, and check it out. See you next time. <laughs>